All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying podcast. It's your girl, Asia Absent. We've been apart this month because I have been working like a dog trying to get Dropshipping 102 ready for you guys, but I am back and I am back with somebody worth waiting for. Um, the Rachel Kennedy is with me today. Rock star entrepreneur, girl boss, SEO genius, um, femininity expert. Welcome, Rachel. Hello, Asia. Hello, lovely audience. Oh my goodness. This has been such a long time coming. I feel like there has been so much happening for both of us. And it's just one of those things like we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And today is the day we've had this on our calendar for a while. And I've honestly, in the craziness of everything been going on with me, I've been just like, this is like a little beacon of happiness. Like, oh, I get to do this podcast with Asia and that's going to be so amazing. So I'm so grateful to be here. And here we all are getting drunk, getting rich and trying all at the same yes, time. <laughs> all at the same time. Yes, God. Amen. I feel the same way, like a beacon of like good news and good energy. I knew was going to happen today. I knew we were going to learn something. I knew that you were going to teach my audience how to get their organic marketing life together. So I'm excited for the people. And then even they know when I have people on my show, it's people that I want to learn from. Like mm -hmm. you all know that I only interview people that I think are brilliant and can bring something super different to our podcast and, and our discussion. So what really kicked it off was I was doing a live with my girl Jance and um, we were doing a Q&A and a young lady asked me, um, how do you remain feminine in business? Like being a CEO and Jance and I both were floored. We were like, wait, what? It literally never even occurred to me. I never thought of it, but I thought of you immediately. The second she said that, I said, you know, I should ask Rachel about that. So that is why I brought you on today because your brand is so powerful. Like you're so clear with what you do that immediately I'm way on a totally different topic talking about dropshipping. And I thought of you instinctively. So I said, uh-uh, we got to get Rachel on the show. So for the people that don't know you, give us a little backstory. Tell us a little bit about the Kennedy Curates before we get deep into these questions. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. <laughs> That's how you know you have a brand and not just a business is when you have recall, that immediate mm -hmm. someone thinks of you when they hear specific keywords or buzzwords which makes me happy because that's kind of my whole business model is finding a way to create connective tissue between creative content and algorithms. Because I feel like so many women, actually probably all of us, and honestly, any entrepreneur, we have all these incredible ideas. We have this incredible content. We have, you know, we, we know who we're trying to reach and we spend so much time creating this beautiful content. And then it's like, crickets. You know, if you don't put a ton of effort into one platform, show up every single day, you are not getting any traction. And I feel like that is a little bit anti uh, being in feminine flow because I'm very much about letting things come to you and allowing others to do a lot of the work. I don't mean shying away from work, but I mean being in your creative flow and then allowing like the abundance to flow to you through the work that you've put out. So I think that's a little bit about, you know, that feminine masculine energy is understanding 
where the masculine is and how to play off of it and how to integrate it and use it to your advantage instead of feeling like you have to switch over into that mode to get anything done. That's kind of like the hustle mentality. So a little bit about the Kennedy Curie and me really quickly for your audience who might not know, even though I think I spam comment and like every single one of your pieces of content at this point, I'm like, so, like, that makes me so happy <laughs> right they might just from the comments they just might the just comments. see me sitting you know lurking about in your on your instagram but um i just like your content is so energetic and i can see that no matter what kind of mood you're in you sh- you choose to still show up consistently in the same way which is we've got this we can do this whatever comes your way you can figure it out and you can do it in yes. this <laughs> boss babe way. Yes, so, much. so I'm uh I was I started off as a travel blogger in like 2008. I was traveling really? a lot. So I didn't expect mm-hmm. that. I know you've been everywhere, but I didn't know that about you. That is where it started was I was just wanted sort of a and this was when there was a thing called Google Blogger where you kind of just posted things and it was like a very rudimentary RSS type feed. Um, it didn't look super pretty. It like the photos were not all sized the same. It was kind of just this, I mean, it was a web log, which is what the word blog means. It's just a, a internet log of, you know, information, text photos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like this very messy online digital journal. And I was just, I didn't really think anything about posting. I was just posting what I thought looked aesthetic or what I thought was interesting So every time I would travel somewhere, I would post these little like travel guides and the words that I was using were very specific to the content and the images. And they started getting a lot of traffic on Google, like hundreds of thousands of hits on my blog. And I was like, who are these people? Like, where are they? Right. And how are they even finding me? How are they even finding me? And so I ridiculously thought it was just like my content, such high quality, obviously that's it. But I, I was not with, with your iPhone two or whatever it was at that year. What, was it even that who even knows? I don't even think I had, you know what? It was probably like one of those 2003 Pixma little digital cameras. If I'm being completely honest. Right. Oh my gosh. I lived in Europe for uh, four or five years and the phone plans, there are not really the same as in the States or they weren't really back in the day. So I had like, what looks like a little burner phone, which didn't take photos. So I was carrying this. Little ah, cheap- yeah, so you definitely have oh, a yeah. little, uh, Canon, uh, click. <laughs> Canon gotcha. I think that it was probably pink too, to add, of course to, add to the ridiculousness. Naturally. <laughs> Naturally. So I, uh, I realized though, that they were finding me from the words that I was using in the articles. I was being very specific with the words. I was writing these long, super informative articles. It's almost like reading an article in a magazine or reading a a book. Like, you know, those, there's all these travel guides that have, have been around for years that people would just get because they had all of the information you needed in it. Imagine if you could access that via the internet, you didn't have to carry this book around. That's kind of what I was doing. And I thought to myself, I wonder if, because I have such a big audience, if I could kind of leverage that to work with some hotels or brands or something. And in the time, influencer wasn't a thing. That's what I was about to say. So you were doing this and thinking about this in 09, 2010. Yeah, this is early in the game. Oh my, so early. This was between 2009 and like 2013 time period is when I was doing this. 
And yeah, there was no such thing as influencer. There were some bloggers. They were mostly fashion that were blogging about that time. Like Atlantic Pacific was blogging. And I think um, Gal Meets Glam might've been blogging at that time. Like there weren't very many. The ones who were blogging then have made like massive, huge companies with sticking to it over the years. So there's some, you know, something to say about consistency, but yeah, there were, there really weren't a whole lot of bloggers and travel bloggers. I didn't even know any. So, especially being an expat. So I just had this data that I had saying like, my content has a lot of views and stuff. Would you want to work with me? I'd love to like come take photos of your hotel or whatever it was. And I was just, I didn't get any no's. And I think it was this novel idea, like, oh, we can directly reach our target audience and not have to spend a huge marketing budget on it. So, and why not? It's a win-win for them. Exactly. And it was, and I think it was also the way that I phrased it. My number one biggest tip when you're pitching to anybody is talk to them about what you're going to provide to them and what you can do for them first, instead of saying, I'd like three free nights and pull, you know, I was like, no, 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 no. That's not Everybody wants that. Mm-hmm. What can you, what can you bring to the table? So I always phrase it that way. I think my pitch letters at the beginning were a little bit too long, but you know, that's a whole other story. <laughs> we've grown, we've learned from there. We've, mm-hmm. uh, we've grown from there. I'd say short and sweet and say what you can do first. So then from there, I just, I would have so many of my friends cause I had a relatively small Instagram following. Like what's compared, what's considered a big Instagram following now is like tens of thousands, right. you know, hundreds Huge. of thousands. I had mm-hmm. nowhere near that. And I wasn't, I really wasn't spending any time on Instagram because Instagram came around in, and it was, it was like so new, super new 2011, 2013 time period. So by like 2015, when I moved from Europe to Nashville, I there's, you know, the blogger that was like the year of the blogger was like right. 2015, like 2015, 2017, everyone was coming out Massive. of the woodwork, starting a blog. Mm-hmm. So it was like, how have you come from nowhere and you already have all these collaborations under your belt and you're just raking more in. I mean, I did like PGA tour, Lexus, Cadillac, Land Rover, American Express, Sephora, Ulta, like I, Hilton. I was doing like, big, what a resume. Big brands. Even I was impressed. I was like, really? You, you're accepting my offer. Okay, cool. Let's do this. Bulgari. <laughs> I mean, it was just like without one. Instagram, just organically from your blog, because you were doing SEO without even really understanding that you were mastering SEO. Exactly. Search and leveraging it. Exactly. What a brilliant, brilliant girl. So I, I just had so many questions about like, how are you making this happen? And I had to, I had to figure out what to call it. And so I had to do research at that point. Cause I didn't know what search engine optimization was. Mm-hmm. I was just doing it because it made common sense to me. And it seemed just like this intuitive practice, like use words that you know your target audience is searching for online and put that into your content and then make a very thorough job of answering all the questions, follow-up questions you can think of they might have in that one piece of content. So I was writing a lot and I was, you know, I was kind of teaching myself, but I was also reading a lot of articles on like uh, Vogue magazine online and like uh, Forbes. And I was looking at how they phrased things. How they structure things. And that's kind of how I figured out how to do it. I was like, okay, who are the top performing websites or news places online that have more evergreen content? I don't mean like to the minute sort of news articles, but like mm-hmm. evergreen Things that type last. of content. 
Exactly. Like guides or how to's, tutorials, listicles, infographics. I was like, who is doing that and consistently showing up on Google search? I'm going to model what I'm doing after that content structure style. So when I figured out how much more technical it was and I really started diving into it, I was able to 10x my my views when I learned that technical side of things and I moved beyond the intuition to the technical side. And that's where I discovered a lot of my blogging friends or, you know, just in my network were, were having the hang up because they understood the concept of search engine optimization, but not the technicality. And I realized I actually really enjoy doing this more than I like creating content and being a blogger. What if I just made that the business instead of me going out and getting the brand deals and doing the photo shoots and all of that stuff. What if I just did what I enjoy doing? Like maybe I'm not a travel blogger. Maybe I'm not a fashion blogger. Maybe I was did all that to discover my true purpose and my true passion. So I was so grateful for all those opportunities because it really helped me narrow down on my one thing that I feel, feel like is my purpose, which is ultimately to sort of be like this Oracle or what kind of what I like to call it is I like to think of myself as being, you know, the, the art gallery, it's this big, beautiful, empty space. And then everyone's content is the art. So Hmm. without the art, no one's going to come to the gallery. And, but without the gallery, you don't have anywhere to showcase your art. So that's what search engine optimization is. It's the marrying of the content with the algorithm and creating ability to to kind of translate that language of humanism and content, which humans understand intuitively to an algorithm, which is a computer program so that it can read it and then serve it to the correct person that is actually looking for it. I love so, that breakdown. Cause I just got that, <laughs> that yeah. like, you just painted a full picture for me with the art gallery analogy. That makes perfect sense. It could be the, and you know, I live in Miami and South Beach. Mm -hmm. There's an art gallery on every corner. It Mm -hmm. could be the most stunning, dramatic oceanfront gallery on the planet. But if there is no art there and the art is not moving to people, then they can't survive without each other. So that makes perfect sense. And I like what you said about, um, you know, maybe I'm not a blogger. Maybe this blogging and travel blogging just led me to what my thing is. And I want my audience to take note of that. Try things out, do things that move you in the time. And you never know what path the universe has from you and what will stem from the thing that you're doing. Oh, it's so good already. Guys, this is why Rachel's here. I'm telling you, we're only on the intro and I'm already (laughs) like, shook with how deep she just took SEO for me. Like, yes, write this down guys. And write down what she said about your pitch. You need to lead with the thing that you Mm -hmm. can do for the other person, especially if they're in a position of power. If you're reaching out to someone with a larger audience than you, if you're reaching out to this brand or this corporation lead with what you can do for them versus what they can do for you. And I know it sounds like common sense, but as a person that gets approached constantly, I can tell you how it is not common sense. People's first thing is like, so I need you to help me with, I'm like, what, 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 what? Slow down. Uh, let's take a beat and let's start over. Uh, before we get deeper into your journey, I think we need a cocktail. Mm-hmm. Now, in my mind, I have a cocktail that you're going to recommend to me, but <laughs> oh. you're full of surprises. 
So what is the get drunk cocktail of the day? What is the get tipsy beverage? What does Rachel drink? Do tell. So for years, and this has been since the day I started drinking, someone handed me a whiskey neat. And I have never varied from that. Wait, no chaser, no mix, no No, ice, no ice. Give me a whiskey. You are a Southern savage, honey. Oh, I joke. I'm a hundred percent sure. And at some past life, I was, I was a definitely a man. And I was like a mob boss. A hundred percent. Because I'm Not just so- a man, like a full on crime boss. Got it. It was Heard. a crime syndicate. Like Love people it. were dropping like flies mysteriously. The whole night. Got the it. Whole night. Wow. Okay. Love that's that's BDE right there. That it's- is like mega huge. <laughs> Not a whiskey neat. I see. That's why I didn't assume I had one in my mind, but I am so far. I have to hear what you, I have to hear what you thought. Cause so, okay. So that is not technically a cocktail. So if I was, if I had to do a cocktail, cocktail. I'll do an old fashioned, but again, that goes back to, it's a little bit smoky. It's a little bit dark. It's not sweet. And again, it's very heavy on like the, the rich, the the rich amber (laughs) liquor girl. I got to get you. I'm very much, you know, what's so funny is that with liquor and conversations, I'm very much get to the point with everything else. I am taking my sweet time. Like there are days when it's like a full eight hours for me to wake up. Like <laughs> I like, like that. I'm going to a bar. I don't even look at the menu. I'm no, like, I know what I want. Yeah, I know what I want. I don't see this makes <laughs> sense. In my mind, I was leaning toward bourbon already mm. so like, you know, that's you what got i envisioned for you yeah well i did bartend <laughs> for a decade but i love that an old-fashioned or a whiskey neat what is now whiskey mm. neat that's beyond me i'm a tequila girl <laughs> but damn i at least need a lime but okay that's right. it that's it's the move cool. for me you are a crime boss yeah you might <laughs> be right we're gonna have to do your like 23 and me and see what part of like Italian mobster is in you somewhere. Sicilian there gangsters is... in you. Oh girl, you know what? Well, okay. Is and that an actually, episode for another day? Well, actually, this is the this is my thing, is I can't hide from this and anyone can Google it because Kennedy, anyone can look up the history there. So I think there probably explains a lot right there. <laughs> Heard, heard. It's all you just, the last name. I'm not getting away from anybody seeing my 23 and me. Like it's all over the internet. So. Got it. It's all in the last name. I love it's, that. When you come yeah. to Miami, we have to have old fashions together. I know a great place. 100%. Okay. Now to the questions. Um, to the questions. First, I feel like I never really heard the word feminine being thrown around um, ever as much as I hear it now. I feel like all the gurus are talking about feminine energy versus masculine energy. Can you tell me what that even means? Yes. I love that you brought that up because you're so right. People throw it around and then they sandwich it between a lot of very fluffy sounding words that are like energetic vibes, you know, being in flow. And it's like, like that doesn't mean anything like that's, that's not how how I feel confused. I don't even know what people mean. So confused. I was so confused. 
until, and I do not remember where I heard this, but I've heard it multiple times since then, since my mind has been turned on to understanding it. I heard someone describe it. They were talking about how they approach difficult business interactions. Mm -hmm. So like, let's say a woman walks into a meeting. She's the only woman there. The meeting goes whatever, which way, maybe the guy's like disrespectful. She doesn't feel like she's being heard. She leaves the meeting and her feminine energy is emotional and passionate and, you know, wanting to connect with people and communicate to get something done. Like feminine energy is very chaotic. It's the tornado. It's the hurricane. It's the earthquake. Okay. And it is all of these things. It's the emotion side of things, but it's not the action side of things. The feminine energy is very uh, expressive. Like, you know, women are creating new life. You know, like we are, we are very much kind of just like this atomic ball of energy is what it is. But the expression of that is different. The expression of that is nurturing and caring and communicative and wanting to bring communities together. So that's where the emotion comes in. But the the masculine energy is very much action, 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 movement, 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 stay focused. And that is a great thing to tap into. So what she was talking about was she will acknowledge the masculine energy immediately when she like leaves the meeting or whatever it is, it can be anything. And this is the other thing is she, she addresses her masculine energy immediately in the morning when she wakes up. So she puts it somewhere. So what she does is she gets all of the angry thoughts, feelings, uh, ideas out in an email that she never plans on sending. Like mm. this email is never going to be sent. She it's, it's basically like journaling it out. Right. In, instead of, trying to infuse your feminine energy into that, that massive action taking masculine energy. She just gets all the anger out instead of being like, and maybe the reason I'm feeling this way is because I don't feel respected and hurt. No, no, no. Keep the feminine out of it. You've got to address the masculine first and get it out, like let it out and Mm. put it in a place that is going to serve the most purpose for you. So in the morning, Working out really hard in the morning is a great way to place your masculine energy immediately where it needs to be. Get all the action, get the hard, you know, like wall knocking down, going into battle action out so that when you get it out, then the feminine can come in and pick the soldier up off off the battlefield and say, everything's going to be fine. This is how we're going to fix. This is how we're not going to fix it. Cause that's a very masculine energy is like going into fix it mode, but this, this is, is how, how we heal or this recover. Is how, this is how we heal. This is how we recover. This is what we're going to do moving forward. So when I realized that the masculine is this very much like um, sprint and the feminine is more of like the marathon. It made Mm. more sense to me that you can't do both at once. There is no integrating your masculine and feminine. There is only the pendulum swing back and forth. So if it swings one way, it has to swing back the other. And that's quote unquote balance. So when I realized that balancing or integrating your masculine and feminine side, wasn't about being both at the same time, it suddenly makes sense to me. That's why you use oil for some things and water for the other. But when you put them together, they They don't mix mix. well. They will never mix. So the minute I start trying to mix the masculine and feminine and I address them and recognize them and held space for them each separately, 
it suddenly did not become an issue for me. I no longer don't have space for like massive male energy. Mm -hmm. I no longer don't have space for extreme emotions that just cause me to cry for quote unquote, no reason. Like I just welcome it in. And part of it is if you resist something, it, it's kind of like trying to paddle upstream. You know, if you've ever been whitewater rafting, you've seen on the discovery channel, like whitewater rafting, they are not paddling against the stream. They're using a this proper type of shaped vessel and protective gear. And they're going with the flow, making sure they're not hitting rocks and things, but they're not trying to actively work against the water. Because they it's know, impossible. It's impossible. Why would you want to? That's part of the excitement of it is, you know, you're going you're with the flow, literally and figuratively. Exactly. Right? You're taking, being taken on this slightly violent adventure. So I think of like these rapids as the masculine energy and then the feminine energy is you sitting in the boat with the paddle and you're not combating it. You're figuring out how to work with it. So that is the best explanation to the masculine and feminine energy that I have been able to not only understand, but articulate back to someone else. No, because I I fully got it. And even that puzzle piece of you can't run the marathon and the sprint at the same time, Mm -hmm. you have to make a decision on what works for you. And the pendulum is just going to swing. You can't do them both at once. I like that. Um, That might be something I need to figure out how I am going to get my masculine out of the way so that I can enjoy the rest of my day and my feminine energy. That is something that I got to cook on. You might have to give us, I know you've got a blog about it. So you may <laughs> have to just go ahead and give us the link so mm-hmm. I can share it with the people in the show notes. Cause I know that you've gone deep into detail about this. I really um, have. I, oh, so- I know it. You're the expert. <laughs> you're the, that's why you're here. You're the expert. How does a woman. Okay. B- backstory. So mm-hmm. as a bartender on South beach, Women were always front and center. The guys worked for us. The guys were our barbacks. The guys were our assistants. It was always a row of girls at the bar. So I have never personally been in a a corporate type of space where women's opinions weren't important or or they weren't as equally respected. So how does a woman in a position in a business, in a corporate space, how does she combat that? Or how does she, or I guess combat's not even the right word. How does she flow in the right way so that she can be her most girl boss self in a space that's so dominating? And then how can she do that as a CEO, as an employee Mm -hmm. and a CEO? Of course. Yeah. I think so. A few things for me, one is I think one of the reasons that you and women in that those types of industries are so like listened to respected and and held up in the position that they are is because women are all about sensuality and indulgence. So indulgence is my middle name, honey, girl, (laughs) that is, that is like, that is part of the feminine. That's That's my jam. That's one of the reasons like you always hear men saying things like, Oh, I can't work with her. Like she's distracting. You know, it's like, she hasn't done anything to right, suggest but exists. that she's interested in you. She's literally exists. I had a man tell me once, he was like, I'm so sorry. He's like, I can't have you in this meeting with me. He's like, cause I can feel your energy. And it just sitting here minding my business on my laptop. Not, you know, I wasn't, I was dressed professionally. I wasn't you know, like, there was nothing happening. He was like, I am dying. He's Men like, I too much. feel I your can't. energy. He's like, I can't focus. He's like, I can't focus with you here. And I was just like, that sounds like a personal problem, exactly. but I also, that has nothing to do with me. <laughs> I also understand what you're saying. So 
I think part of it, part of it is when you are admitting you're so comfortable in your energy, you know, you're acting the same way you would as a female, any setting, then you, what you're going to do is you're going to run up against men who are maybe not completely in their masculine energy and are distracted by you. And one of the reasons I think we have such a hard time in corporate settings is because men have been taught in the last couple of decades that they're, that masculinity is toxic. So they don't work on creating the healthy masculine, which is supportive, encouraging, uh, problem solver, uh, protective. They haven't worked on nurturing that side of their masculine. So when the strong feminine comes in, it triggers their shadow. It triggers the shadow side of them, which is, you know, the, the side of them that needs nurturing, but they're too scared to accept it. And a lot of times that comes from a poor experience with their mothers or their caretakers or past crazy girlfriends or whatever. And so what happens is you can't change someone else's ability to connect well with your energy. So unfortunately, I have found that recognizing very quickly a man who is not secure in his masculine energy, I am going to have to work around that. I am going to have to not make allowances for it, but if I want to get something done, there is a certain way I'm going to have to speak to this person. And one of the things that I do is immediately having grace and patience for the fact that this person's not living in their best, healthiest version of themselves Mm -hmm. and realizing that it is not about me. It is 100% about them. And if they are having trouble interacting with me on no level, do I tone down anything about myself? What I do is I employ the feminine sides of myself that are reassuring, calming, respectful, supportive, a very quick attitude from a woman of, I don't care. You should treat me respectfully. It doesn't matter. That's actually not how it works at all. A, a woman who is very secure in her feminine energy will be able to create space for other people to feel comfortable, whether it's fair that she has to do that or not. Absolutely not. I can't think of a single thing in life that is fair though. Every single person I know who has ever made it anywhere in the world talks about how they had to do so many things they didn't want to do. And I'm not talking about women who have endured abuse or have been, have had to be, have had to do certain things to feel like they could go up the corporate ladder. I'm talking about having to make allowances and space for people who are not coming into a meeting or a proposal or a team with their best version of themselves. So setting boundaries very quickly and making sure that the topic always stays back on work-related things. And on, and I've thankfully only had to have this conversation one time at one job, but if at any point anyone is acts inappropriately, go straight to HR. I, I know that, that I know that sounds very dramatic and people know like, that's, an, that's emotional, <laughs> no, but if you it. are, if you are trying to get a deal done in a man, you know, like separately from the team takes you into his office, closes his door and then starts telling you about a sex dream he had about you. That is okay for you to just go ahead and go to HR. Anything short of that. I mean, if there's physical touching, if there's verbal abuse, go to HR, like there's no reason for you to put yourself through that. Anything short of that. It is an ego thing. His ego is being triggered because he doesn't feel secure in his masculine and you are a very strong feminine energy and he's never had 
a healthy and he's overwhelmed by you. Inner, he's overwhelmed. That is like the number one reason I have seen, and I'm not just talking about relationships, but in business that men seem to like, they could be super excited about something. And then they just like suddenly retreat once you start getting a little bit deeper is because they are frightened. They're frightened because you've triggered their shadow side, the side Sheesh. of them that is not able to accept support, love, encouragement, because they are not in their healthy masculine, because they are not supportive, loving, encouraging, you know, they haven't figured that out for themselves. So you can typically very quickly figure out if someone is in that healthy space or not. If they are, you're going to immediately, everyone's going to get along. Great. There's not going to be any weird tension. There's not going to be awkward discussions. It's going to go well. But I mean, I don't, I know very few people who will have like fully come into their their energy and even I haven't you know it's a journey it's a journey for all of us nobody it's not an end right away yeah it's no and and there's no there's no end goal it's like you recognize you'll be finished when you die you'll be finished with you die and even then you're I don't know if anyone in the audience believes in this but you're going to take on that everything that you've done and said and traumas into you know whatever your next life cycle is too there's a possibility of that so we don't know. So <laughs> I think that's why sometimes we hear people say like someone's an old soul or mm. someone seems to be so proficient at something at such a young age. It's like, because they've been doing this for a few lifetimes, guys. They've it's been not, here already. It's There's not no their first trip around the sun. Now I've got my next question for you, babes, is um, I want to talk about SEO. Mm-hmm. I am SEO ignorant as you know, cause we've talked about this already. <laughs> I, or well, I guess I know how to do it on social media, but I have mm-hmm. no clue how to do it off of social media. Like in the actual internet, I suck at SEO. I never even think about it. Um, how, what, okay. How do I want to say this? What do you see us doing wrong in SEO? Why are more of us not engaging in SEO. And I remember you put a stat, I think on your Insta stories and you said like 95% of women are not using SEO in their business. How is that Mm -hmm. possible? I've got so many questions. I I don't even know where to begin. (laughs) It's like, it's actually 97%. And I, and I think the reason is because it's a relatively new concept. And when I say new, I mean, in internet years, you know, it's everything is new every single day. So it's a relatively new internet concept and all of the content out there about it is overcomplicated. I haven't found anybody who has given a simple, straightforward explanation of how it works. And it's also a very male dominated industry. So men's communication style is very different than women's. Also, if you're trying to talk to a creative about something super technical, it might just not land, you know? Right. So I think the number one reason women aren't doing it is because it seems overwhelming and complicated and like in the back of their mind, something that they don't know if they can do, or is this going to take me a week or two weeks or six months or a year to figure out? And then lastly, this is what bothers me the most. If you look at all of these agencies and they tell you how much it's going to cost to work with them, it's obscene. It's embarrassing. It's yes. I'm like, and you don't even understand what you're getting because you don't, don't understand SEO. So we're just like, uh, so I should pay you $40,000 to do what exactly? To do like, exactly. I'm so unclear on what you're even doing for me. 
That's the thing that bothers me the most is they're not clear about what they're doing. They don't give a timeline. And granted, just like with Instagram, you know, it takes consistency and Mm -hmm. beta testing this and that to hit your mark. However, yeah. However, there are specific things that you can do that, you know, for a fact are going to work, you know, set up the account, put a name in or link your, in your, you know, use consistent colors, your hashtag research, like know your target audience. Like Mm -hmm. there's things and, and on the Google side along the way that mean that things are working and moving in the right right direction that I can actually give to a person who wants me to work with them on Instagram in the SEO world. They're just like, listen, it works, pay for it. We'll figure it. And don't you worry your pretty little head. We'll do that. (laughs) And us girl bosses don't like that. That's not, no, no, no for us. You know, what's so funny is I've even had male clients trying to book me saying they are frustrated with the companies they've hired. And these are people with, these are people who are making nine figures a year in their businesses who have come to me and said, I'm paying this company. One person, they were paying this company $12,000 a month. And they were so frustrated because after like a year and a half, zero results. Oh my nothing. God. You and I'm just like $100,000 plus and got nothing out of it and still don't even understand what you were paying for and didn't know what he was paying for. And I, and that is, if that's happening to high powered, well-known right. businessmen, oh imagine my what's happening to the rest of us girls. Oh yeah. God. Solopreneurs at that. It bothers me on a cellular level, which is why I'm so passionate about educating about it because I want to tell people like, if you do have to bootstrap this yourself, you can. And this is a checklist of how you can do that. So I have packages from very small, you know, like I'll give someone an SEO diagnostic and then a checklist of these are the things, how you can fix it all the way up to people who want me to literally handle every single step of the way. And, you know, that's great for some people too. It just depends on well, my main thing is I will not have, uh, I will not take anyone's money before I've thoroughly explained what I'm doing. And when they log in to their client portal, there is a timeline that shows what I've done and what is going to be next and the date it's going to be done. And there's a little green check mark when it's finished. I love so they that. can clarity. go in clarity, go to the back end of their website and they can see when it was done and when I did it. There are timestamps. It's another reason I encourage people to use WordPress is if you've given access to anybody to use your website, you can see when they log in and out. So if they tell you, oh, oh yeah, I went in and did this two weeks ago. No, you didn't. Right. <laughs> didn't you Clearly you in. didn't. Like, I can see in my admin. I love, 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 love that. I do not you deal with that. You have convinced me to be on WordPress. Um, and, <laughs> yes, and to my students that are listening, you guys know this is a totally separate thing. This is not Shopify. This is not e-commerce. This is a different project. So mm-hmm. I'm still team Shopify guys for e-commerce. Don't get it twisted. I am but Kennedy is showing e-commerce. me. Thank you. Yes. Even the boss knows. Uh, but Kennedy is helping me with another project and that we are putting on WordPress because yes. why connect with experts and then not do what they say? That makes mm-hmm. no sense. I have so many students who book me for coaching calls. And then I'm like, so how's it going? They're like, well, I'm still on, you know, Wix or, or uh, Reddit. And I'm like, wait, we were talking about Shopify and Instagram. How are you? It's so frustrating. So that's just a yep. note to my listeners. Stop connecting with coaches and begging for mentorship or paying these people for services and not 
implementing. Like it yes, it's pandemonium to me. So what mistakes for those of us who are trying SEO, mm-hmm. what mistakes are you seeing commonly made? What what is like one big thing that we think we're doing that makes sense that actually makes no sense? Right. Okay. So there's a couple of things, but the number one is people don't understand that if you have the free version of WordPress, you cannot install plugins and the Google algorithm works through a WordPress plugin that you have to install. So you have to upgrade from the personal to the business plan on WordPress. So if you keep getting a pop-up for that, I cannot, it's for a reason. (laughs) It is for a reason. And the reason you are not able to install any of the stuff you're trying to do is because you have to have the paid plan. I think it's like $200 a year, which you should be making that back, you know, you know, immediately. So you do have to have that because otherwise the, the fields that you would quote unquote, install SEO keywords into the back end of your website will not appear. They don't exist until you unlock that business level. So if someone's like, oh, I don't know if I need business. Yes, baby, you do. You're a business. If you are paying for anything for your work for to work, you are a business. Like stop messing around. Stop pretending. Stop pretending. One of the things I do every day is like part of my morning wake up routine is I immediately say to myself, you're a multimillion dollar business. Act like it. Yes. Because even, Honey, even if you're not for you, yes, <laughs> you know, I am all about affirming and manifesting yes. and telling the universe what and who you are every chance you get. I love that you are a multi-million dollar business. Act like it. Yes, God. That just was a, a that was a Red Bull right there. I better that see that quote right on your Instagram. Up. Oh, soon. you know, I'm already <laughs> writing it down. Honey, Please, that is the quotable <laughs> for the matter of fact, that's the title of the show. Forget even the quote. That is the title of this week's episode. I love you it. are a multi-million dollar business owner. Act like it. You are a brand. Yes. My listeners know I'm all about investing in yourself. And we want to be um, respected as business owners. We want people to spend money with us. You guys have to spend money with yourself. You have to put money behind your project. And if the number one thing you need to do is pay for WordPress, come on, guys. Let's mm-hmm. go ahead and put that puzzle piece together. You cannot be afraid to invest. And that's how you prove to the universe that you really want it. Yeah, exactly. By putting your putting money, your money where it. your mouth is. Yep. Oh my gosh. I cannot tell you the amount of times that I have been like, all right, are you coming through for me? Like I remember the first coach, like the first mentor I invested in, it was 10 grand. And that was the limit of my only credit card I had. And I had no way to pay it back. And it was like, it was one of those ones where it's like, if you don't pay within like 30 days, like it, their interest is like 25% or something obscene. I swiped that card with a hope and a prayer. And three days before the payment was due, I made the money back by implementing Amen. in 30 days, everything she told me to do. See? And I'm, I paid it back. And I was just like, oh my God. But if I hadn't taken that leap, I would have never learned how to make 10 grand in 30 days, mm-hmm. which is, I have used that, the formula over and over and over. Like it's, yeah. it pays a hundredfold. It does. And if I hadn't taken that risk on myself and been like, you know, I'm having this moment where I'm sitting there and, you know, you're thinking about like James Bond and, or, or a Bond girl sitting there and he's like, you know, tell me, you know, red or black or what number. And, and she you just make says a decision. It, you just got to do it, babe. And lean into it after that. Yep. And don't second guess yourself. I love that. I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. Come on, 10,000. Bring that coaching. Bond girl energy to everything. Yes. And that crime, my crime mob boss. <laughs> 
Put those two things together and we've got Kennedy, a Bond girl and a crime mob boss. Love it, love it, love it. There you go. I always call myself Kamora Lee Simmons meets Jeff Bezos. Yes. So if I can be the so two of you. those, right? Doesn't that perfectly make sense? 100%. I love it. Hey, totally. Jeff, if you're listening, if you guys know Jeff, send him the link to this episode. You never know. He's single. I think now. he'd get a kick out of it at I the think very so least. Too, 100%. Um, <laughs> Now that we're talking about money, this is the perfect segue. I love talking about get money. rich tip of the week. What can the girls do? What can the guys do? What can the people do to 10x their finances in business or personal? Do you have a tip for us? Okay, number one tip. And actually, I had planned to say this before, but you just posted something on your Instagram. And I'm so I'm backing See you up on this. See how we're in alignment, babe? Always. I love it. I love it. And actually, I don't know when you posted it because Instagram will show you things. It's like five days From old. So you might have. Yes. <laughs> so, but I just saw it. I think it was last night. Mm-hmm. You said something like that the branded box and the tissue paper are not making you money. And no. I so guilty of that in the beginning. I was like, oh, I have to have like a zoom worthy background. And I have to have, I had very much this fashion blogger mentality where it was like, if everything isn't picture perfect, uh, it's not working. But do you know how many bloggers DM me begging me to help them like saying that they've never made an affiliate commission, even though they're posting like to know it links every freaking fracking day. Oh, and no. And you I'm like, cash out in your affiliate links. I'm like, I didn't know that, but you don't know until someone it just comes Exposes clean and says, you to it. "Yes, I like, have. Act- put- I'm actually failing at this. Please I'm, help me. I'm actually in debt over this. Like, I'm actually Nordstrom won't let me return any more things because I buy them, photograph them, and return them. Yes, oh, my." And I'm not, this isn't one specific person. This is dozens of bloggers because that's what they've incorrectly been told they need to do. They've been, they, they all are not being, I think everyone is not being honest with themselves or each other. So people act like they're living this lavish lifestyle when really like it's a rendered Lamborghini for the day. And it's hundred percent. I live in Miami, girl. You don't have to tell me. (laughs) It's just like, but are you happy? Like you have that, but where you're going back to a, one bedroom, you with know, six in, roommates with exactly. And it's like, is that really what you want? Are you more concerned about what people see on Instagram or with yourself? Like with your real I wear, life, I wear the same five things over and over. You know, you know what people ask me about the most? Can you give me style and fashion tips? And where do you get your clothes? I'm like, I'm like, I'm it's a white shirt and things. Zara jeans. Like guys, it's it. not that miraculous. Yeah. You know what it is? It's not that. It's the way that I wear it. You took the words out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was going to say. My page is like that to my personal page. I shop at Zara and Forever 21 98% Mm -hmm. of the time. And people are like floored by XYZ that I wear. And I'm like, this dress is, first of all, it was $12 (laughs) and it's nine years old. So it's the way you're wearing it's the energy. It's the person, it's the vibe, it's the style. So my post for anybody who didn't see it, I was telling my students like, stop investing all of this money into Mm -hmm. custom tissue paper, uh, custom boxes, labels, gift card or not gift cards, um, business cards, right. Cards, all of this fluff. People care about the product. So 
make some money first in your business. We can do that stuff later. But if Amazon, Victoria's Secret, H&M, Zara, the largest companies on the planet have no problem sending product in a poly mailer, then you guys <laughs> as small business owners should have no problem sending items in a poly mailer. There are so many other ways to implement personal touches in your business that don't cost you money before you've made a dollar. So Amazon, I love that that example. translated with you. A hundred percent. I love that so much. The way that you phrased it was perfect. Cause I was like, this is something I want to say. Cause I, I, the reason I'm saying this is because I was guilty of this at the beginning and I oh, regret yeah. the money that I spent on promotional items with my logo on it. Like my logo has changed like three times since then. <laughs> right. It's like and it Rachel. All just goes in the trash. Yep. And, but you know what it is, is a procrastination tactic to feel like mm. you're doing something Ooh. without actually having to put in any work. Ooh, That's oh, that's what it is. She's coming for your neck, guys. She's, <laughs> I'm coming for my wow, former self. I'm wow. It is so only 11 a.m. And she's like trying to, you guys think I'm a savage. <laughs> that's that whiskey neat energy of like, it's a procrastinate. You, you're ordering logos so that you don't have to actually do any work. Ooh, honey. And I say that because that's why I was doing it. I'm not even going to pretend like I knew what I was Been doing. Been there, done that. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'll look that I all, I just thought that's how you looked legit. I was like, mm -hmm. you have to look legit. This is how you do it. And yeah, I just bought into the lie I was telling myself and I bought into the lie everybody else was telling me on Instagram. It's right. It is a highlight reel. It is 100%. a highlight reel. Just like I'm on this podcast with you right now, wearing like jean shorts, my makeup's not done, like didn't do my hair this morning. But when I go on live with you, where I'm going to dress glam. up and be cute. All glam. Yes, and that's 100%. The point, that's the point I'm trying to make is like spend time on what really matters. Show up a certain way when it's important mm -hmm. and then throw your hair up in a bun and get your coffee out and like just get to it. Like just <laughs> I don't do know if work. I can say this. Just do it. A hundred percent. You can a hundred percent. A hundred percent. You can. Nike loves us over here. They don't know we exist, <laughs> but if they, they did, will. they would love a hundred percent. They will. Once I get this SEO, uh, pop oh, exactly. That is the get rich tip guys is to stay close to things that actually make you money instead mm -hmm. of staying close to things that make you look busy or make you look legit to people who are not even your customer, stay focused and stay close to actions in your business and in your brand that produce revenue. Like, mm -hmm. I love that. That is a major key. That's why I posted that because you have no idea how many questions I get from people about drop shipping. And they're like, but what about the boxes? What about the tissue paper? <laughs> and I'm like, I've been a drop shipper for seven years sending items in the a plain brown box or a gray poly mailer not one time in the thousands of customers I've had or taught my students to have has someone emailed me back and said you know there was no tissue paper there was there was no handwritten like bubblegum colored uh maker's mm -hmm. mark branded stamp on my package and therefore I want to return it doesn't exist guys get it out of your mind oh lord that would be a whole nother podcast like, I can't even <laughs> You have no idea. You have no idea. Um, uh, it's it's about yeah, and, and, and it, it on Amazon, it's even become like a meme where they people joke about how bad the packaging is, 
It's like, and yet throw it's anything the most in a box. beautifully funded company on planet earth. They make a million dollars a second. He's the richest man on the planet. So people can talk crap all day long. They're uh, prime day. They're still going to spend every single oh penny that goodness. they have. Just so, the fact that, you know, what irks me the most about this, and this is a deeply unpopular, unpopular opinion, but I'm just going to say it. People like to rag on Jeff Bezos so much mm-hmm. and complain that he's the richest man in the world, blah, blah, blah. Then stop shopping on Amazon. If they it's won't. so awful, they you won't. know why? Because he's providing a service that's fast, and efficient, convenient. and effective. Period. Show me someone else who's doing that. Take your business there. Mm-hmm. Just stop complaining about it because you are, you are actively the ones making him rich. Stop whining about it. Maybe stop ordering stuff on Amazon because then you'd have money to invest in something Ooh. else that can make you money. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, Kennedy. Oh, Lord have mercy. See, this is I'm, why Rachel's on. This I'm, is why Rachel <laughs> is on today because she is saying exactly what I tell you guys. Stop complaining. And that's why I'm not that person. I just flat out told you guys, I am Jeff Bezos meets Kimora yep. Simmons, honey. I have no Tell problem. me how you're doing it, Jeff, because that's I stand honestly- in it. Exactly. That's, <laughs> I want to be like you when I grow up. I am not comparing myself to any of my peers. I'm comparing myself and modeling myself after the richest, most successful people on the planet. I could care mm-hmm. less what any other podcaster is doing. Tell <laughs> what is Jeff up to this weekend? Well, okay. tell me what Elon is doing. What is Jeff up Literally. to? Literally, where's us Bill? Have a whiskey Bill together. single? <laughs> exactly. Like, what's can we go I out? Us. Like, a let's legit, have a fivesome. Me, I you, agree. Bill, One Elon, million Jeff. percent. Let's call Zuckerberg. <laughs> like, who do I? That's who I care about what they've got going on. We're not playing it small. We're only running with the big dogs. I, I mean, please, they're not ready for us. It's good. <laughs> um, white hat. I, first mm-hmm. of all, I love the name. Yeah. White hat is your full on SEO agency. I am a brand new client. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to work with you. you I'm no so idea. excited to have you. You changed my life with one story post. Okay. Let me tell the people what it was. Tell me. Watching stories, minding my own business. Um, Rachel posts that she is helping one of her clients get, I think it was like 300 sales a day or 300%. Her goal goals. was a million dollars in a year. Okay. Yeah. You explained it better than than me. No, no, no. You tell me. Cause I don't know. I don't know what it was. You saw. Cause I post so many things. Well, no, it was this one and you were, she's sells digital products as well. I think she's maybe a business coach and you were saying how she's making like 300 sales a month or something like that organically from SEO. Mm-hmm. And I do well from Instagram SEO because I just naturally know what I'm doing, but I do not have a clue how to touch, you know, Google SEO. And it just blew me away. Like, wait, she is making all those sales. And you were talking about how she doesn't even have a serious presence on social media like that. Like she's more in her blog and in her own community. I'm like, wait, I don't have to show up on Instagram 79 (laughs) hours a day. I can just hire you to help me with the massive amounts of content I already produce and make that a whole new revenue stream for myself. Like I think I was in your DMs immediately, like, oh, uh, 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 time <laughs> yes. out, we booked my discovery call, signed me up. So I know what White Hat is. 
tell the people what White Hat is and how they can be on your team because we're going to the top, babe. (laughs) Of course. I love that story. So White Hat SEO Method is the name of my like SEO company. And I named it that because in the SEO tech world, White Hat Tactics are known as the tactics that are going to be the long-term evergreen moves that keep Google loving you and giving you more traction. And then adversely is black hat tactics, which are those spammy types of things that might get you a ton of clicks really quickly, but your website's going to get flagged by Google and you possibly lose your audience. So the way that those came about was named after old Wild West movies where the good guy always wore a white hat and the bad guy was wearing a black cowboy hat. And that's how you knew the good guys from the bad guys. So that's my little throwback. I grew up watching John Wayne and Roy Rogers movies. And how very Tennessee of you. So Tennessee of me. So (laughs) Southern of me. And uh, and I had three I have three younger brothers. So you can only Uh, imagine the amount of one. So no, that no, thank you. (laughs) Three, uh-uh. <laughs> no you're very patient just wise the one is woman. fine <laughs> yes one just is the fine one is for good. sure for sure um, so that was you know it was already an established term in the seo world and i was like oh this is perfect i'm just gonna call it that and i kind of love, love a crisp telling the white story shirt, so it really just it fits your aesthetic beautifully it really does it works well for me everything goes it, you know if it's not aesthetic it's not gonna work so it hell mm-hmm. had to match I know that makes perfect sense. It's very on brand. So this is your agency where you help women specifically, which I love, like myself, 10x their presence online. Mm-hmm, exactly. That's what it is. So it's everything from, and we'll put the, I, I'll give you the link for the show of notes. Of course, but- they already know it will be in the show notes, honey, <laughs> in great detail. <laughs> it's everything from the the lowest tier package I don't say lowest but I would say like the most important thing that you could probably do if you're just starting out is it it's a a diagnostic like a health diagnostic so essentially what I do is come in see what's missing and then what you can do and then give you a checklist of things of how to fix it and like start doing it yourself and then it goes up from there with um, you know, either I implement it for the client or, you know, we can go into copywriting. We can talk about how to take your existing content on social media and turn it into all the content you need for your website without having to do any additional work. Talk about how to create email funnels that once you grab the attention of that reader from Google, they stay on your website, they get into your atmosphere, they're visiting all your planets and then they're buying from you, which is the, which is the, the ultimate main, goal, the ultimate goal. You, my number one thing with SEO is connecting with your ideal client so that there is then an energy exchange where both of you have benefited from each other. You've received the energy of money and they have received the energy of transformation from something that you provide. Mm. So it's a, it is an energy exchange. What we're doing is we're initiating an energy exchange. We're opening that lighter, we're clicking it and the flame is coming out. That's what it is. And we're lighting that candle. (laughs) Love that. You you know what? You are a master with the analogies, honey, because I get them every time. I got a whole full visual. And what I want to really drive home to my audience is that um, SEO is so cool because think of things that you guys Google, right? The first three articles are usually from like 2018. Unless Mm -hmm. you write... XYZ thing with the year 2021 in it, 
the most recent or most common or top three articles that come up will be from 2018, 2017, 2019, 2014. I had one yesterday. I can't remember what I was Googling, but legit the top article that popped up was from 2012. And Mm -hmm. what you guys as listeners have to realize is the person that wrote that article in 2012 is still getting traffic views and money from that article from 2012 because of their SEO, because that they've gone above and beyond to um, make this content searchable and quality and done right the first time. And this is what Kennedy, uh, I love to call you by your last name, please, <laughs> God, it's no, from your Instagram. I'm so used to calling <laughs> Kennedy. This is what Rachel is helping us connect. So whether you um, spend time with White Hat Method, whether you spend time um, in my programs for Instagram, SEO, it's just important to get done, period. Find Mm -hmm. yourself a book, do some research, read up on this because this is a game changer. This is how you make money for years to come in your business by doing this stuff right the first time. That's like the biggest Mm -hmm. takeaway. That's what makes me so excited about it. I can't be running Facebook ads forever. I need to do something that works today and will continue to work. It's all about passive income. You guys, you know, I like my money easy. Okay. I like my success easy. And this is how you do that for yourself in your business by conquering SEO. I love this so much. I'm so excited about it. I cannot wait for our project to like go full steam ahead. Yes. Um, lastly, I need a get rich read from you. What are you reading, Rachel? What is like a book that has changed your life? I know you just moved. So you've probably got piles of books everywhere. What is the book that my audience should get from you? Okay. This one is, this one might be a little cliche because I feel like everyone's heard of it. However, even though I'd heard of this book probably in like 2011, I never read it until like a year ago. And I'm appalled that I never took anyone's advice and read this because it was one of the most life-changing books I've ever read. And it's just the four agreements. Oh, such a good one. Uh, but that's not cliche. That's a classic. That's it's a that's classic. It's a classic. I would say that book is one of the most life-changing books I've ever read because it, it opened the door for me to understand so many other things. So mm. I've read so many books over the last, you know, 20 years. And it was almost like I had all of this. I had this huge treasure chest. I knew what was inside it. But the key was that book because it almost like it made me understand what the other teachings were. Got it. So, so if you're someone who's read a lot of help, self-help, um, mental transformation, mentality books, and you're like, I get, I hear what they're saying and I feel like this is great information, but I don't know how to actively implement it in my life. And what, what specific action do I take so that I am operating at this level that everyone talks about where they wake up and they quote unquote, get in the right mindset. It's like, how the hell do you do that? That's what this book basically explains. So it's like all the, all the self-help stuff you've read over the years, this book will unlock another level of understanding of the stuff that you're probably reading now and list podcasts. And it was just like a light bulb went off. It's like, I knew I was in a room. I knew that there was stuff there or, you know, I had this treasure chest in front of me. I just didn't have the key to really access the full potential of it. And I felt like that was this book. So I've even read it now, I think like three or four times since then. It's and just- you learn something new every time. Yes, exactly. So the four agreements, 
cannot recommend that enough. <laughs> Love that. And it's not cliche. It is a classic. I have read mm-hmm. it before. It is a game changer. I agree. I should probably revisit it because God knows I get off the path. So yes, <laughs> we all very, do. <laughs> very good. And I will be linking that for you guys in the show notes. Oh, Rachel, this was so good. I knew it. I knew it. I knew you were going to be fantastic. And guys, we will be going live on Instagram. We're working out a date. I promise you, you will. Rachel's so hot. You guys have to see what she looks like. (laughs) A podcast is not enough. I promise to bring her to you on Instagram. I promise, I promise, I promise. So stay tuned with me for when that is going to happen. You have been lovely. Thank you for squeezing me in, in the middle of moving, you know, from one gorgeous home to your new gorgeous home. Like (laughs) I highly appreciate it. Uh, The audience will know where to find you in the show notes. I promise, but give them your Instagram right now. Yes. It's at the Kennedy curate, C-U-R-A-T-E. And it's the same uh, website, the Kennedy curate.com. That's me. That's where you can find me. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, we will chat with you again really soon on live, babe. Yes. Thank you so much, Asia, for having me into Asia's audience. You are all have everything that you need inside of you to get what you want done. You just have to unlock it and stop being afraid of your own potential. I heard that because we are multi-million dollar businesses, honey, and we are going to walk <laughs> and talk like it. Rachel we are told gonna us <laughs> we are going to win, period, together. I love it. All right, guys. I love you. Be careful. And I will catch you next week.